0: Fresh word with reverend Today Amos. Welcome to our time together in the word of God. And today I would like us to talk about what is the most important thing you can do. I mean, the best, the highest thing you can do. I mean, toward your spiritual life, toward God as a human being relating with God. And the answer is quite glaring, but, you know, we don't see it in that way. But let's look at John 3.16, the commonest verse in our Bible. All of us know John 3.16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now that verse tells us the greatest thing God ever did for us. Yeah, He sent Moses, He gave the law, gave the prophet. But the greatest thing God ever did for the whole world, that He sent His Son, His only begotten Jesus Christ. And that same verse also tells us the greatest thing we can do is to respond to the greatest gift from God. And he said that whosoever believes in him should not perish. Will have everlasting life. So from that verse, we can deduce the greatest thing we can ever do. I know people have different things they think about as the greatest thing you can do toward God. Maybe it's praying, maybe it's fasting, maybe it's thinking, maybe it's whatever it is you think. Maybe it's, you know, have a vision or have a super dream or, or, or whatever people think or get married or what's the greatest thing you can ever do with your life? That verse tells us that the greatest thing you can ever do with your life is to believe. Because when you believe, you should not perish. Not that you may not perish, but you should not perish. When you believe, you will not perish and you should not perish. And then you're going to have everlasting life. Let me show you some more. John 3, the same chapter 3 we just read. Listen to this, verse 36. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe the Son of God shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Oh, did you hear that? It says simply thus, that your believing will help you to see life. And you know, life is the biggest thing. Even in the Bible. God said, I put before you life and death, blessing and curse. It is in life that the blessing is. And he said, when you believe, you will see life. You don't believe, you will not see life. Rather, you will see and experience the wrath of God, the great anger of God. You know, that sounds really weird. You mean that's what you have to do to invite the wrath of God? Uh, if you remember, Jesus got Really angry or exasperated because of a particular event that occurred. And, and you wonder why Jesus did that kind of reaction. I mean, you, you, you think, was Christ overreacting over that matter? Jesus was not overreacting. Let's look at the story. It's when the, 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 a man had a son that was with epilepsy or, you know, had a problem with seizures and uh, they brought the Boy to the disciples of Jesus. When Jesus went to pray, some of his disciples, less disciples were down. And they, the man brought his son to these disciples and they could not kill him according to him. So when Jesus came up now, the man ran to Jesus and and he said this to Jesus when he saw Jesus. Look at verse, that's Matthew, sorry, Mark chapter 9 verse 16. And he asked the scribe, "What are you discussing with them?" Then one of the crowd answered and said, "Teacher, I brought you my son, who has a mute spirit, and whenever it seizes him, it throws him down, he foams at the mouth, nurses his teeth, becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not." Look at Jesus' response. Jesus answered and said, "O oh, faithless generation!" How long shall I be with you? How long shall I be with you? Pray him to me. Now, Jesus was exasperated, he was put off, to say the least, angry, you know, because of the faithlessness being displayed in this event. You know, at at a particular point, the, the, the father said, Jesus, if you have compassion, let's read that one, verse 21. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And the father said, from childhood, The father said again, and often he has thrown the boy into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Let's hear Jesus' response. He said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Wow. Praise God. Jesus said, if you can believe, not if I want, if I can have compassion, if I can do anything. It's not if God can do or cannot do anything. He said, will you believe? He said, if you believe, All things are possible. I thank God that came from the very lips of Jesus Christ, our Lord. If it was from the mouth of Peter, James, or John, or Paul, we can see. Oh, that's just a human being talking, trying to exaggerate matter. But this Jesus, the very, very son of God, who came from the Father. And he said, if you believe, all things are possible. So if you don't believe, there are going to be a lot of struggle with your life. So, let's go back to John. He said, if you believe, you will not perish. So, believing is very important. Let's look at John chapter 6. If you don't believe, you will perish. If you don't believe, the wrath of God will be upon you. So, the great thing, the most important thing you can do as by your response to God is to believe. Uh, uh, some of you will wonder where I said when I say God. And you are wondering whether that's really to. Let's go to chapter 11 the book of Hebrews in verse 6 he said but without faith or without believing it is impossible to please God now listen for he who comes to God must so it's more than a commandment he must believe that he is and that is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him he said he who comes to God must believe he must believe he must believe not he may believe or he should try to believe you know When Jesus told that man, if you believe all things are possible, see, the man burst out in tears and cried out, Lord, have mercy on me. Help my own belief. Praise God. So this is important for us to know that doing the believing, believing is an act, is the greatest act you can do if you don't want to perish, and if you want to have life. Let me show you that. Somebody said, is that what is required? <laughs> Maybe let's read some more. Let's go to John chapter 6. Uh, uh, Jesus, after feeding the crowd, they came back to come and look for him. And Jesus said this to them, that uh, they're just looking for him because they want, to, they want to eat the bread. So the crowd now asked Jesus in verse 28, John 6, 28, then they said to Jesus, what shall we do that we may walk work the works of God? Did you hear that? He said, what shall we do that we may walk work the works of God? Let's hear Jesus reply. Jesus answered, verse 29, and said to them, this is the work of God. Not not a walk. This is the work of God that you believe in him whom he sent. Whoa. So, what is the work of god that you can do with your life Someone said you know you give to the poor you travel to jerusalem you nice to people <laughs> no jesus said this is the work of god that you believe so if you don't believe you are lazy and not doing any work as far as god is concerned interesting this is the work of god that you believe. So if I don't believe, as far as God is concerned, I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing the best work. The best work is to believe. Now, 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 somebody said, Ah, you know, just keep the commandments. That will be okay for you. Hold on. In the Old Testament, they were given ten commandments. So what you are asked to do under the law, before Jesus came, the greatest thing you can do is to obey the Ten Commandments. Everything else hangs on that. If you don't obey the Ten Commandments, before Jesus came, it is. You are out of order. Did you hear me? I said you are out of order. You cannot walk in the light and enjoy that. Now under the New Testament we have a new commandment. Let's hear from first John chapter three. You see, obedience is what you are asked for under the law of Moses. If you were living in the land of Israel before Jesus came, what they will ask you is your obedience to the Ten Commandments. Now today, what is God asking you? Let's go to First John chapter 3. Look at verse 23. And this is his commandment. This is in the New Testament now. That we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. See that. This is God's commandment now. He said that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and then love one another. Now, if we don't believe, we cannot be part of the family where we can love one another. So, when we believe, we are now pleasing God under the New Testament. The law, before Jesus came, asked you to just simply obey the rules but in the new testament god is commanding you to believe so now you if you don't believe you are breaking the order of god just like if you don't follow the 10 commandments under the old testament you are out of order and you, you could not enjoy the blessing of god god said that if you keep my commandments and do this i will bless you now today the commandment you have to keep is to believe Let's hear it one more time. First John 3, 23. And this is his commandment that we should believe, that we should believe on the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another as he gave us commandment. So believing, that's why when Jesus came in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he was always asking for people to believe he was not asking them to keep the ten commandments he was not asking them to keep all the rules and regulations of washing your hands and cool he would always tell them your faith has made you whole when he's when he's when he was here when he saw faith he was he was surprised he he loved to see faith and you know in his hometown the bible said he could not do anything there because of their unbelief so when you come to christ today and you want to relate properly with christ the work that God is asking you to do is to believe. Believe. Jesus said to Martha, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. So we are dealing with righteousness that comes from faith now. This is important. You see, when you have faith in Christ, that's what gives you the right to the blessings of God. Under the law of Moses, when you obey the commandment, then you will have the right to the blessings. But under the new, when you believe Jesus Christ and his word and his promises, then you have the right. So our righteousness does not come from the law and obedience to the laws now. It comes to the obedience of faith or believing in Jesus. If you don't believe, you cannot see the glory of God. If you don't believe, you cannot please God. And if you don't believe, you cannot experience everlasting life. So, believing is important. Now, let's talk about this believing in some deeper dimension. Now, how do you live life of believing? How do you live life of believing? I want to show you that there are two parts to this believing. If you are going to live life, see, that's believing and that's believing. Let's go to chapter 4. It will give us more light about that believing. Let's go to chapter 4. John the gospel of John chapter four. We're going to read a story that will give us the the intricacy of believing. How do you believe well and go on with God? John chapter four. It was a story about a royal man who came to, an official that came to Jesus. Let's start from verse 46. So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee where he had made the water wine, John four forty six. And there was certain noble man, a royal officer whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, Unless you see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. The nobleman said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go your way, your son lives. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his his servant met him and told him, Say, your son lives. Then he inquired of them the hour when he got better. And they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour, and Jesus said to him, Your son lives. And he himself believed, and his whole household they all believed. Now, if you look at that passage we just read, the word believe was mentioned three times. It was mentioned first in verse 48, then verse 50, and then verse 53. Verse 48, let's look at that, believe in there. Then Jesus said to him, unless oh, you will see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. You know, this man had a sick child and said, Christ, please come and come and heal. And Jesus said, you know, you have it in total reverse." Until you see, you will not believe. That's our problem as human beings. Our believing is based upon what we see. Like Thomas said, if I don't see his side that was wounded and his hands that was pierced, I will not believe. He said, I want to see. And you know, Jesus replied to Thomas. He said, come, put your hands there. He said, my Lord and my God. He said, do you now believe because you see? He said, blessed are those who don't see but believe. See, see, as people in the world, they have to see first, then they believe. But we that are blessed people of God in the family of God, you're going to have to believe, then you will see. Jesus said, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. We don't see first and then believe. In this new order, which is the most important thing you can do with your life is to believe. You have to believe without saying. Then you will see it after. But you have to believe first. See, your believer does not require to you to see. It requires you only to hear. Bible says, how shall they believe if they have not heard? So it's not about saying you have to hear. Believing has to do with hearing. That's why I like the word believe in Yoruba. I like the word. You see, when you look at the word believe, which is Yoruba means bagbo, that means that's accepting what you hear. That's bagbo. Accepting what you hear. So in the word believe, there is acceptance of what you hear, not what you see. So Jesus said. Unless people see signs and wonders, you will not believe. And, that, and that's the lot of the human race. That's why they struggle so much. Until they see, they will not believe. But God has designed you to believe first, then you will see. Now, when Jesus told that man that your son will live, he said, my son, don't be sick. He said, Jesus said, go your way, your son lives. Now, their son was not there. It was Jesus and their father that was talking. When Christ said to the man, go your way, your son is alive. You know, Bible says, look at verse 50. So, the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and he went his way. Now, see, the man had to believe the particular word that Jesus said about his situation. See that again. The man had to believe the particular word that Jesus said about his situation. He didn't just believe anything generally. Jesus said, your son, go your way, your son will live. And Bible says, the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and if he believed it, he went his way. Jesus said, go your way. See, when you believe Jesus' word, you will act accordingly. Jesus said, go your way, your son is alive. When the man believed, when the man accepted that word, see, if he denied that word, he would still be hanging and begging Jesus. But when he believed it, accepted it deeply, Inside of him, praise God, he went his way. And what happened? He didn't even see the child because the child was far away from them and he was on his way back. While he was on his way back, he met his servant, coming to come and tell that his son is now alive, and he asked them what time was he getting well? So they told him, at this particular time, yesterday. And then the father now knew that, It was at that same hour in which Jesus said to him, your son lives. When Jesus said it, it's done. But when he believed it, he received it. Praise God. So if you are going to live life well today, you must learn to believe the specific word that Jesus said in his word about your situation and act accordingly. Praise God. It's called sincere faith. If I tell you I have put this amount of money in your account, if you believe me, you'll not be bad me again and struggling and begging me. You'll thank me and walk away to go spend the money. So in the New Testament now, the best thing you can ever do, the greatest act you can ever carry out is to believe the word concerning your situation from the mouth of Jesus. Mm. Now, when he got home and he saw the child, look at what Bible said again. Look at verse 53. So the father knew that it was at the same hour when Jesus said to him, your son lives, and he himself believed, and his whole household. Uh huh. You can see, we said, there are three belief statements in that word. That is, if you believe, you don't, if, if, you, until you see you don't believe, then you believe the word of Jesus, then you believe Jesus. Okay, beautiful. So first, when for you to work with God, to become part of the family of God, you have to believe Jesus. Believing Jesus is becoming part of God's household. When you believe Jesus, when you believe in Jesus as Lord and Savior, then you are a child of God. That say, whosoever believe that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. That's important. Did you get that? That's right. Take it that way. Then we'll talk about it and more and more about this. But first of all, know that you need to believe that Jesus is the son of God. And then second, to live daily life of miracles, you have to believe the word that is spoke or has spoken in the Bible concerning your situation and act accordingly. Then you'll see the hand of God in your life. Praise the Lord.